Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad, no one will film it. These brave podcasters will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads with Sean McBee and Patrick Duffy. Hey everybody, welcome to another stunning episode of Table Reads. This is episode 66, which I'm sure has some deep meaning in math or something, maybe? I don't know. I don't math well, so... Well, it's been another. To that. It's been another stunning week, and this is part seven, which I'm banking on being the final part of the Six Million Dollar Man by Kevin Smith from don't what tease was it, me, Sean? 1996. Yeah, something like that. Don't don't tease me though. Don't tell me it's going to be the last episode of this crazy funny, in a sarcastic way, uh, script. Yes. Well. Um, you know what? Let's just get caught up real quick, shall we? Sure. Previously on Table Reads. So long story short with Steve Austin is he got in a plane crash. He became bionic. He was then sent on a mission to stop his bionic predecessor, a guy named Clatch, who is not Japanese. Thank you. And he was promptly captured by Clatch. And uh, the the mountain that he went to got blown up. And he just barely escaped. His pilot was killed. So last we saw, he was trying to fly a really busted-ass Harrier off the island. Meanwhile, Clatch and his army of cyborgs have arrived in Washington, D.C. and began... The ionization of Washington, which is uh, the taking of the oxygen and turning it into carbon dioxide. Because Clatch's big plan is to kill two-thirds of everyone on Earth and make the rest of them cyborgs. Because, you know, that's just a a solid plan. Why wouldn't you want to do that? So we we left off with the ionization of Washington beginning. Fade in. Exterior, Pennsylvania Avenue, day. Clatch's transport lands on the busy thoroughfare, crushing cars, killing bystanders. Immediately, a battalion of army soldiers converges on the craft, rifles drawn. The transport's loading bay opens, and the cyborg army marches out, opening fire on the soldiers. The soldiers attempt to fire back, but are cut to ribbons by the technologically advanced and well-armored cyborgs. Half of the surrounding crowd is cut down, the other half flee. Clatch and Gilgamesh emerge, surveying the battle. Clatch is pleased. He nods toward a tank coming up the intersection. Gilgamesh races toward it. Interior tank day. The gunner turns in a panic from his sight. Sir, there's a shit. There, <laughs> this 
Spit it out, soldier! Sir, there's a robot coming at us. The commander looks at his monitor. Sure enough, there's Gilgamesh sprinting toward us. The commander goes wide-eyed. Fire! Fire! The gunner gets Gilgamesh in his sights and pulls the trigger. Exterior, Pennsylvania Avenue, day. A missile shoots from the tank, screaming at Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh catches the missile and reverses its direction in one swift motion. Yeah. The missile hits the tank, obliterating it. Clatch joins Gilgamesh, smiling. Send a, pl send a platoon to guard the device. Then you and I have house calls to make. Uh, sorry. Then you and I have a house call to make. I've got some old friends I have to pay my respects to, Gilgamesh. Interior, OSI Headquarters Conference Room, Day. The place is a panic of information. The heads of the intelligence community are there. CIA, FBI, NSA, as well as a few military generals, and Sage, Oscar, and Hauser. All watch a bank of monitors. It's like something out of a goddamn movie! They've already gone through three battalions of our soldiers! Where's the president? Safely aboard, Air Force One. This is your tin soldier, isn't it, Margaret? No, Roger. We're under attack by Robot Island. To Oscar. The ionization device? Activated ten minutes ago. Estimated 3,000 already dead. How long till it reaches us? It's processing their ground-level atmosphere at three feet per second. At that rate, we'll be steeped in a carbon-rich environment in approximately 10 minutes. The third infantry's on its way there now. I hope they've been supplied with oxygen tanks, because there's none for a five-mile radius of the reflecting pool. All that's been taken care of, Mr. Goldman. You can just sit back and watch the army take care of this. Like they're doing on Pennsylvania Avenue? <laughs> Exterior reflecting pool, day. A troop of oxygen-masked soldiers heads over the embankment, followed by a tank. Just as they reach the pool, five cyborgs rise from the water, opening fire, ambushing the troops. The tank positions its cannon for firing. One of the cyborgs races forward and leaps on the tank. He pulls the cannon back, bending the steel, preventing it from firing. He leaps from it as the tank explodes. Interior, OSI Headquarters Conference Room. Day. I'm jamming on this music. Yeah, me too, man. It's so bad and so great. <laughs> the group watches the action on the monitors. General 3's face drop. drops. Sage turns on him. You were saying? We've got enough oxygen in the inhalation to sustain us until this is all under control. Installation, excuse me. To sustain us until this is all under control. Damn it, Margaret, are you blind? That's an unstoppable army marching through the capital. The only control we're going to be under in about half an hour is theirs. If we haven't suffocated by then. Can't we just drop a bomb on it? That's a general. That guy got promoted to general. <laughs> I'm guessing that its housing is built from the same alloy that Clatch used to mechanize his army. 
And you see what artillery's doing to them. And what the hell are supposed to do? Hmm, excuse me. Then what the hell are we supposed to do? Seal the installation! Exterior, Pennsylvania Avenue. Day. The cyborg army marches up to the thoroughfare, laying waste to everything in its path, obliterating soldiers and crowd alike. Interior, Steve's jet. Day. Steve's POV. It looks like a war zone. Hell, it is a war zone. The cyborg army marches on, explosions erupting around them. Then Steve's attention is grabbed by something else. Steve's POV. The atmospheric anomaly of the air ionization. The dark cloud spreads deeper into the heart of Washington. Flash zoom in three time for an overview of the dead crowd around the reflecting pool. <laughs> Flash zoom to a close-up of the device performing its dark deed. I have read so, so many scripts, and I have never in my life seen flash zoom. <laughs> I guess it was just a matter of time before he started directing a uh, flash episode. With Professor Zoom. Yeah, there you The go. reverse flash. Boom. Done. <laughs> Steve changes course. Exterior, sky above. Day. The jet does a 180. Interior, OSI headquarters. Day. The sealed front doors explode inward. When the smoke clears, we see Clatch and Gilgamesh. Armed guards open fire on the pair, but the bullets bounce off. They march down the hallway, Gilgamesh breaking the necks of everyone he passes. <laughs> <laughs> Interior, conference room, day. On one of the monitors is the grisly sight of Gilgamesh killing a soldier. The screen goes to static. Because the guy's... The, the feed was like going through the guy's neck, I guess. So when he killed him... <laughs> I don't get the connection. They're uh, coming! Oh yeah. They're coming. <laughs> then the wall caves in. Gilgamesh bursts through, followed by Clatch. General One pulls his sidearm and begins firing at Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh walks up to him and crushes first his hand, then yeah! his skull. He throws General One to the floor. One less character to do. Yeah. Clatch smiles at Sage. Margaret, Margaret, Margaret. How long has it been? Sage responds with an icy glare. Isn't that just like you, Margaret? In control till the last. I regret to inform you, however, that the situation has been out of your control for some time. As I'm sure your little lawyer club has been watching. On the monitor bank, we see the cyborg army continuing its path of destruction. The Main Street Electrical Parade is wiping out inhabitants of your fair city. Clatch smiles, then notices Oscar. Hey, Golden Boy! Long time no see. Where's Colonel Austin? Ah, the player to be named later. I'll have you know your little second stringer did manage to wipe out two-thirds of my army. Were it not for his valiant Wait, was effort, that his inspiration for wiping out two-thirds of the population <laughs> of the Earth? I have no idea. Were it not for his valiant efforts, the oh-so-hostile takeover of, capital, of the capital would be long over. So you can take some comfort in that. However, it's my regret to inform you that 
He is now only some radioactive scrap metal in the bowels of Mount Fiji. Oscar is stunned, then saddened. Let's all have a seat, shall we? While we wait for our the ions, <laughs> while we wait for the ionization to reach your precious HQ, then you'll be killed too. On the contrary, when the good people at OSI rebuilt me, one of the enhancements they added was the internal rebreather that was in to enable me to breathe underwater once activated. To Sage. For those high sea expeditions, right, Maggie? Back to General 2. So you see, it'll come in quite handy when there's no oxygen to be had. Wouldn't come in handy for the late Colonel Austin as well, if he wasn't so... dead. Interior. Cockpit. Day. Steve sets coordinates on his control panel. The monitor details the cyborg army blasting its way down Pennsylvania Avenue, miles ahead. Steve flicks a switch. The autopilot engages. He pops the hatch on the jet, being met with rushing air. Well, yeah. <laughs> he fights against it and climbs out of the cockpit. Exterior, jet, day. Steve dashes across the top of the jet and leaps off the tail, soaring into midair. Exterior, reflecting pool, day. Steve lands in the pool, sinking like a stone in the water, impacting deep into the cement bottom of the pool. Exterior, Pennsylvania Avenue, day. The cyborg army marches on. The leader looks up. Exterior, sky above, day. The abandoned jet is screaming at them. Lots of things scream in this. <laughs> like inanimate screaming objects constantly. Well, I'm pretty sure the jet is currently animate. It still doesn't have a mouth. Exterior, Pennsylvania Avenue, day. The cyborg army is mowed down by the jet as it crashes into the thoroughfare, skidding down the avenue and taking most of the army with it deep into the pavement. It explodes, decimating the cyborgs. The U.S. Army rallies, crushing the remnants of the cyborg army with heavy firepower. I thought they were impervious to firepower. Whatever. Who knows? Maybe it was the right kind of alloy. Interior, OSI Headquarters Conference Room, day. One of the monitors displays the wreckage. Gilgamesh turns from the screen to Clatch and snaps. Clatch looks up and sees the devastation. He races to the monitor bank and studies the screen, angrily. Austin! Sage looks to Oscar, who in turn looks to the monitor that displays the reflecting pool. Clatch catches on. The device! Gilgamesh dashes from the room. Clash puts his fist through one of the monitors. Then something below catches his attention. On one of the smaller monitors, we see the tiny form of Jamie, alone in a sterile holding cell. Clash mm. looks to Sage, grinning. Miss Summers, I presume? Exterior, reflecting pool, day. Steve bursts out of the water, trying to take in air. But there is none. He engages his internal rebreather. Then the five cyborg soldiers open fire on him. Steve is hit countless times before he can take cover behind the device. He scans his surroundings wildly, his eyes falling on a fallen troop soldier and his unused missile launcher. I just realized there's a really big issue with all of this right here. What? 
You know how there's no oxygen around here? You can't breathe because yeah, there's no oxygen? Yeah, then you wouldn't have flame. Or uh, ignition. Exactly. Fire needs oxygen. Every single round fired should be a dud. Yeah. That's just basic science, Kev. I'm sorry, dude. I mean, <laughs> is it as bad as there being giant seas of lava under the water in Aquaman? No, nothing is that bad, but it's still bad. <laughs> yes, dear listeners, I'm going to go on record and say Aquaman is a garbage movie. And if you like it, you like garbage movies. Well, I like garbage movies, apparently. Well, yes, we've well, well, well established <laughs> that, Patrick. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Steve bionically leaps from his... <laughs> from his cover to the weapon. The cyborgs firing at him all the way. With their dud guns. He rolls behind the pile of bodies and grabs the launcher. He sets it atop the bodies and forces his fists into the ground. The cyborgs fire relentlessly until their leader raises his hand. They assess the lack of return fire as their defeat of Steve. The leader waves them forward, and they slowly proceed in a line toward the distant makeshift encampment. Cyborg POV. The launcher still peeks out over the bodies, but there's no movement from the unseen side. Yeah, he's probably dead. We're totally falling for this, right? Yeah, sure. Then behind them, Steve shoots out of the ground by the still-burning tank. He tunneled under them. Yeah. Steve grabs the tank, lifting it over his head, and throws it at them. The soldiers are collectively crushed beneath the tank. Steve shakes his head in disbelief and races to the device. Jamming his fists into the structure, he rips the large box apart, hurling metal as he digs. Sparks fly and wires burst as Steve shreds the device. Then, Two metal arms envelop Steve. Gilgamesh is on him, pulling him from the device. He flips Steve over his head, sending him sailing a few yards away. He'll flip you. He'll flip you for real. <laughs> Gilgamesh bionically leaps from the pool. <laughs> the device is still activated. Steve climbs to his feet to be met by Gilgamesh, landing in front of him. They trade blows, a battling pair of titans. Gilgamesh, long skilled at this, clearly has the upper hand. Steve is preoccupied with shutting down the device. With every battle-free second, he races toward it, only to be pulled back by the relentless Gilgamesh every time I read the name Gilgamesh. I can't help but feel like, Kevin, why Gilgamesh? Yeah, I don't know. That's so bizarre. Gilgamesh, there it is again, swings Steve against the side of the pool. From his forearm, a steel blade shoots out, and Gilgamesh leaps Gilgamesh. atop Steve with it. He begins plunging it in and out of Steve's arm mercilessly. That's where you're going for? The arm? He's got like a body and a face? Do, do the face! If you do the face, he'll die! <sighs> Steve is in agony. It's a robot arm. It's not... Yeah. There's, I know, I, I know. There's nothing... I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm laughing to myself. 
Then he manages to secure a piece of the metal torn from the device earlier. You remember that earlier? He yeah. brings it up to Gilgamesh's eye, stabbing through, sending Gilgamesh reeling backwards. Steve begins rallying back, knocking the hell Teve. out of yeah, Teve. knocking the hell out of the silent cyborg until he picks Gilgamesh up over his head and hurls him with all his might at the device. Gilgamesh sails into the box, crushing through it. It sparks and explodes, electrocuting Gilgamesh to death and effectively shutting down the machine. Exterior, Washington, day. The ionization process halted, the carbon cloud begins to immediately dissipate everywhere in the city, being replaced with fresh oxygen. Various shots detail this. <laughs> yeah, that's how movies work, Kevin. <laughs> Interior. I mean, I'm just glazing over the fact that carbon is not a gas with color. It, you know, you can't tell the difference between carbon dioxide and oxygen and with oxygen. your yeah. eyes. No, yeah. No, there's a, there's a hell of a lot wrong with this movie, uh, or with the script, and I've just uh, resorted to shaking my own damn head. We're just along for the ride at this point. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I love you, Kevin. Last three movies aside, but oh, oh my God! You yeah, Kevin's how long, how long Kevin's it's released to... yet another movie since the last episode. He's lost two hundred pounds <clears throat> since we. <laughs> yeah. Since we started recording this script. Yeah, that's hilarious. Because, like, you, I remember in one of the earlier episodes, you were saying, uh, hey, you're a big guy, but have you ever been kicked off a flight for uh, taking up two seats? That's Kevin. <laughs> yeah, now Kevin probably weighs less than me. Yeah. Not really. I'm 5'3". That dude would have to you're cut five limbs three. off. My ex-wife was 5'3". <laughs> that's a great story, Patrick. I just, man, that's short. Sorry. Interior, OSI headquarters conference room, day. The group cheers, Oscar leading them. He's shut it down. Command says the EPA estimates 10 minutes till the atmosphere is back to life sustaining. Yeah. He did it, Margaret. But Sage seems a bit chilly as she watches the monitors over Oscar's shoulder. Exterior, reflecting pool, day. Steve collapses by the side of the pool, breathing heavily and nursing his robot arm. Suddenly, two fists come down on his head like a pile driver. Clatch stands above Steve, fiercely. You killed- Oh, sorry. Fiercely. You killed my friend! He brings his foot down on Steve's wounded arm. Steve screams out in pain for some reason. <laughs> Leveled my army? He picks Steve up over his head. And broke my air conditioner! Was this a joke? What? Was that a joke, Kevin? What the fuck does that happen? Oh, I'm sorry. And broke my air conditioner. Really? I just made a bleeper. Be sure to censor this. Oh, no, no, no. We're, I, I decided, fuck that. I don't, oh, okay. don't want to do this podcast if I can't say fuck. Fuck you, script. <laughs> all right. That's what I decided when I listened back to all the episodes of Table Reads from the beginning was I need to be able to do that. All right. Uh, where were we? 
and broke my air conditioner. Oh yes, Clatch hurls Steve against the stage. Steve, there's a stage? Do you remember a stage? Do they mention a stage? I, I, I don't remember a stage. Well, there's a stage, everybody. At and the reply? Oh yeah, where the band was playing. No, and at the- Clatch hurls Steve against the stage. Steve sails through it, bringing it down on top of him. He's pinned beneath the structure. He, Clatch approaches him. See, I believe in the old law of an eye for an eye, which means you kill one of mine. Clatch grabs Steve's head and points at it to something off screen, high above. Steve's POV, high above the nearby Washington Monument, Jamie hangs. Oh, for fuck's sake. Also, I don't think the reflecting <laughs> pool is that close. No, it is. Yeah, they're right. It's for, like right at the foot of it. Yeah. The rope tied around her two hands and secured to the pinnacle of the monuments is the only thing that keeps her from plummeting to her death. She screams, tears streaming down her face. I kill one of yours. Steve goes white hot with rage. He pulls himself free from the wreckage, while Clatch grabs a sniper rifle from a fallen soldier. Steve lunges at him, but Clatch trains the rifle on the target high above. Not so fast, hotshot. You move toward me, I'll pull this trigger and blam! Blam. Blam. Really? Blam. Blam. Yes. Blam. One speeding bullet introduces itself to that already. Tense rope. And the ground introduces itself to Miss Summers. Wait a second. Why? Why not? If you're gonna use a gun, just shoot her. Yeah. Why even go, like, shoot the... I don't... Oh, man. Why? Clatch, why? <laughs> if she falls, then she dies. Or maybe not. Maybe your buddy Oscar hooks her up with bionics as well and puts her to work for OSI. Too far-fetched. Decide. You ever see what a fall from that height can do to the cybernetically challenged... It's over, all right? Your half-baked vision of a cyborg nation is history. Your army's been laid to waste, and without them, you're... Uh, and without them, or your death machine, you're going to be scrapped by the U.S. Army in a matter of seconds. But I'll take... Uh, but I'll take what's left of your humanity with me by dropping your last hope for normalcy like a discarded marionette. Then a thought occurs to Clatch. His attention shifts from his rifle sight to Steve. No. He tosses the rifle. No. Actually, I have a better idea. Steve races at him, and the pair engage in fierce hand-to-hand -hand combat. Interior, OSI Headquarters Conference Room, Day. The group watches the monitors, which display the battle between Clatch and Steve. Good God. He's taking Clatch on by himself. To General Two. How long till you, How long till you can get your troops in there? Estimate five minutes. Five minutes? He'll take Steve apart. We have to shut him down. Exterior, the reflecting pool. Day. The Titans clash. Clash with the Titans. Beating one another senseless, throwing mm -hmm. everything and anything they can each other's way. That's it, boy. Show me what you got. 
Steve rushes Clatch and slams both fists into him. But Clatch uppercuts Steve and kicks him in the stomach, sending him reeling. Interior, OSI Headquarters Conference Room, Day. Oscar stares at State Sage, shocked. Shut him down? Are you insane? He just saved the city, not to mention the world! Yes, but he's no match to Clatch's strength, capabilities, or ruthlessness. If we shut him down now, we can halt the damage Clatch will most assuredly inflict on our hardware. Exterior. Wow. Reflect- yeah, that's a cold bitch right there. Yeah. Exterior. Reflecting pool. Day. Though, actually, I think she's dead wrong. If she- if they shut him down now, Clatch can just go about pummeling and destroying him without anyone fighting back. Yeah. And he seems like the kind of guy that would just beat on some dude's prone body for <laughs> yeah, hours. Exterior, reflecting pool, day. Clatch and Steve trade fierce blows, but clearly Clatch is... Th That's hard to say. But clearly Clatch is the superior of the two. That's it, boy. Show them what a threat you represent. Show them that technology unleashed. Steve lunges at Clatch and throws him against the base of the monument making a deep impact or an Armageddon or <laughs> that's two I was movies that it, came out the same year about asteroids yeah. uh -huh. atop the monument the force of the blow tosses Jamie from side to side screaming interior OSI headquarters conference room day Oscar grabs the phone from Sage and slams it down this is going too far, Margaret. I thought you lost it when you had Jamie arrested as a threat to national security. But this is beyond even that. This is a man's life we're talking about. Look at those screens, Oscar. Look at what he's capable of. He's served his purpose. We have Clatch out in the open. But now Austin's losing it. And causing serious damage to all our hard work in the process. This has to be stopped now. You'll kill him! His processors will deactivate, yes. But he can be reprogrammed. Reprogrammed? Damn it, Margaret. He's not a machine. He's a human being. How many times are we going to have this argument, Oscar? He's a weapon. An expensive weapon. And it's my job to marshal and protect this agency's investment. Mm. Oscar slaps Sage hard across the face. Because <laughs> he's a hero. Yeah. Put that phone down now, or so help me, Margaret. I'll kill you. Sage stares at Oscar in shock. Guard! Hmm. An armed guard rushes to her side. If Mr. Goldman doesn't step back this instant, I want him shot. Oscar stares at Sage coldly. The guard points his sidearm at Oscar. Oscar backs up. Sage stares Oscar down, then turns her attention to the phone. This is Sage. Shut him down. Now. Exterior, the Washington Monument. Day. Steve leaps over the fallen clatch and digs his feet and fists into the monument, attempting to climb it to save Jamie. He gets up a few feet, when Clatch leaps up at him and grabs a hold, dragging them both da back down to the ground. Clatch lands atop Steve, pummeling him, giggling, 
both now <laughs> severely battle-worn, metal and wires poking out of their respective skins. Oh, half-pint. Pa's gonna demolish you. Strap on something nasty and ride your girly into hell. What the? What kind of... Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a weird taunt for a bad guy in, a, in an action movie. <laughs> Steve freaks and rallies. He forces his knees into Clatch's midriff and flips him over, landing atop his chest. He digs his fists into the cement and pulls out a chunk, bringing it down repeatedly into Clatch's skull. I'm gonna tear every circuit from your body and eat your black fucking heart! Clatch alternates from grimaces of agony to howls of laughter and weakened smiles. Steve's got him on the ropes now. That a boy, you idiot. Show them. Show them what they're afraid of. Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. Lights, camera, action. So the movie's a good part. Which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, back to Table Reads. So one thing I've noticed about the first half of the script is we're in basically two locations, or no, the first half of this episode. We're in basically two locations, and in one location, it's all characters you voice talking to each other. And in the other <laughs> yeah. location, it's all characters I voice talking to each other. So it's kind of like us being in separate studios. I mean, this, the thing is, when we established who was doing these voices, this split made sense because Oscar and, and Steve were interacting a lot or Sage and Steve um, and Clatch wasn't interacting with any of these people. No. So it made sense because I was Oscar, you were Steve, I was Sage, you were Steve. Um, and now it's just like Steve and Clatch over here, all Patrick all the time, Oscar and Sage over <laughs> here, and General 2, mind you, all of them me, all the time. Yeah. It's, uh... Hey, can we a, pour a out a little, little for our uh, homie General 1, who met an early demise? You know what? I'm glad that guy died. He was a <laughs> dick. <laughs> but what about Gilgamesh? Never even got a line. That dude's dead. Yeah. And I I was really hoping to be able to jump in with his voice because I had like a robot voice effect ready to go. Yeah. Because um, I figured he's like please, a, a I some hear standard bionic. Here. Uh, uh, do, do Gilgamesh's voice. Uh, do Steve's last line. Uh, I'm going to tear every circuit. Do that. Do that as Gilgamesh. I'm going to tear every circuit from your body. <laughs> you know. Exterminate. Yeah, basically a Dalek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exterminate. Okay. I love you. Yeah, I'm pretty great. <clears throat> yeah. Fade in. Interior. OSI operations monitoring. Day. All Sean. All the time. <laughs> Hands punch a set of codes into a computer. A panel lifts, revealing a retracted button. It rises from the control board and pops out, lit. 
the hands type. On the monitor, a schematic of Steve's bionic body is displayed. The screen reads, System Shutdown. A notice then blinks on the screen that reads, Ready. The hand pushes the button. Have you watched The Good Place? Uh, the first couple episodes, I, I, I didn't really uh, enjoy myself while watching it. Yeah, you see, you see, you liked Aquaman and not The Good Place. There is something inherently wrong with your brain, Patrick. You are, well, all right. you are a flawed human. But for well, those of you I out never there, disputed, disputed that one. For those of you out there who watch The Good Place because you have taste, which really makes me question why you're listening to this show. Um, this or is why you have like, me as a co-host. Like how you how you destroy a Janet, right? There's just a, a button pops up and you hit it and Janet's murdered, reset, <laughs> rebooted. So yeah, that's what that reminds me of. And I just I wish I had someone here with me that was able to relate to that because Patrick would rather be watching Aquaman for some uh, reason. I, no, I never said I'd rather be. The first couple episodes just didn't appeal to me. I, whatever. You just, I'm, I'm just standing move by the it. Hell on. You're broken. Move. Um, yes, I am broken. The I hand, never disputed that. The hand pushes the button. The screen reads: Shutdown activated. Two minutes to relay. The schematic detailing Steve's body shows a small area in Steve's arm bleeding red. <laughs> That's just funny to me. Uh, exterior, the Washington Monument, day. Steve continues to bludgeon Clatch. Then he freezes. He feels an electrical charge. His face go goes pale. He shuffles backwards off Clatch. No. Clatch laughs, pulling himself to his feet. You know what that is, don't you, boy? Steve feels his arm helplessly. His eyes are filled with panic. Clatch grimaces. That's your goddamn failsafe. Steve drops to his knees. No! Clatch supports himself against the monument. You showed them your savage true colors, boy. And it's got them scared. Steve rolls from side to side. Why? No, no, that's <laughs> why. <laughs> this is I, <laughs> all real bad. <laughs> I know. He, no, why? <laughs> this is worse than Luke's reaction to finding out that Vader is his father. Yeah, it's impossible. Wow. <sighs> anyway, go ahead. Because you're not one of them. You're one of us. Holding his wounded side, Clatch reaches for the sniper rifle. I told you that I saw their plans for you, Tin Man. Sage had every intention of reprogramming you once you did her dirty work for her. And now that you've served your purpose, she's shutting you down. Steve grabs at his arm, frantically. And then, a thought begins to dawn through the haze of pain. But Clatch now has the sniper rifle in hand and plenty of shit to say, apparently. What's it like knowing, feeling, 
All those processors that have kept you alive. I don't know why I put that in past tense, but whatever. They're shutting down. One by one. All while you're still conscious. What's it like to know that you've been abandoned? Hoist the rifle onto his shoulder. I'll tell you. I'm glad they weren't advanced enough back then to install one of those in me. Then it hits Steve. The arm. It starts in the arm. Two minutes, Oscar told him. You may have beaten me, boy, but I did you one better. Forced master... What? <laughs> Forced masturbation, you might say. It's Kevin Smith. Yeah. I'm surprised it took him this long to have <laughs> someone talk about masturbation. Uh, I made you beat yourself. And as a parting gift... Clatch lines up the rifle sight with his eye. Clatch's POV. First Jamie, then the rope that holds her aloft. I'm gonna impart one last lesson in pain to you. Steve climbs to his knees and looks at his arm. He steals himself and grasps his arm by the shoulder. Clatch wraps his finger around the trigger. I'm gonna smash your pinata, boy! Did he want that to be, like, this movie's yippee Kaye motherfucker? Like, I'm gonna smash your pinata! Like, that was gonna be the catchphrase, the I'll be back, or the, yeah. the uh, Come with me if you want to Vista live. baby of, of the six million dollar man. Kids are gonna run around going, I'm gonna smash your pinata! <laughs> Clatch fires as Steve, his face flushing with agony, rips his arm out of the socket and in one swift motion spins it and plunges it into Clatch's chest. Now, wow. we knew from the moment Oscar told him about the failsafe in his arm that this oh, yeah. exact scenario was going to happen, right? Oh, sure. Like, it was so telegraphed. It wasn't, like, set up. It was kind of like a nudge, nudge, and wink, wink, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Saying it, them all? I think yeah. Kevin thinks that he was establishing the premise for this, but what he was doing was telegraphing. Someone could, like, Jay could have walked through holding a sign saying, dude's gonna rip his arm off, and it wouldn't have been <laughs> any less subtle. Ah, uh, good mental image. Clatch uh, goes bug-eyed as the circuits fuse into his chest and relay the shutdown into his circuits. I don't oh, think sure. that's how electronics work. That's like saying if I took a hard drive and I opened up the side of a computer and just jammed the hard drive in there, <laughs> yeah. that I would be able to access the data on it. Or like just shoved it through the monitor. Shove a hard drive through a <laughs> monitor. And then, okay, now I can access all that data. Or could if I could read it. Because I don't have a monitor anymore. Yeah, well. Above, the bullet rips through the rope above Jamie's wrists. Oh, we got a shot off? Jamie plummets toward the ground. Below, Steve crouches and leaps into the air. <laughs> Clatch falls to the ground. Writhing as the failsafe from Steve's arm begins shutting down his own processors. No! I hope his next line is, Why? <laughs> Above, Steve meets Jamie halfway up the monument. K 
catching her with his one good arm. They descend. Below, Steve lands with Jamie, his bionic legs taking the shock of the fall. Clatch wrestles madly with the arm in his chest, attempting to extract it, but his own limbs are giving out, thanks to the failsafe relay. You bastard! Steve releases Jamie and looks down at Cl Clatch. He crouches down to Clatch's ear. How does it feel to know that technology catches up with even the best of us? Clatch's eye locks on Steve's. A pained, betrayed expression fills them. We, we're brothers. The same. Steve shakes his head slowly. I'm not like you, you s-, s Wow, okay. Son of a bitch. Okay, sorry. That just- Son of a, a bitch. V in that. As yeah, one I know that. It's just- Okay. Never seen it spelled like that. I'm not like you, you son of a bitch. Pulls Clatch up by the collar. I'm a man! Clatch's eyes go wide as his last processor, his neural net processor, those are words I heard somewhere, and they sound familiar, <laughs> and they, they sound techy. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put that in there. Neural net processor. Oh God, this is good. Shuts down, and the beast dies. <laughs> Steve releases him and falls into the arms of the crying Jamie. He must weigh like 600 pounds, right? Sure. She just catches him. She's a, yeah. a burly young lady. And there they stand, embracing, amongst the two leveled armies, a battle-scarred landscape, and the dead clatch. Fade to black. But not yet. Oh, I wanted that to fade out. I don't know how to do that. Oh, well. Uh... That's not good. Come on. Yeah, keep it. Keep it. Fade in. Exterior. OSI headquarters. Day. All seems back to normal. A subtitle burned in reads, Two months later. Colonel Austin. No, oh, wait. I got uh, this one. I got this one. Okay, cool. Colonel Austin here to see you, sir. <laughs> that was so much echo. I'll fix it yeah. in post. Yeah. Interior. Oscar's yeah. office. Day. Oscar sits at a large desk in what was formerly Sage's office. Send him in. Oscar stands. The door opens and Steve, completely refurbished and repaired, enters. He has the warranty sticker on his chest. <laughs> Oscar meets him halfway and shakes his head hand jovially. Jovially. We can rebuild him. We can make him better. Stronger. Later. I just wanted to stop in and say goodbye. Looks new around. New office, huh? The new OSI, Steve. After Margaret's dismissal, everything here has changed. Even the food's better. I'll bet. They chuckle for a moment. <laughs> then awkward silence. Until... You look great. I was at the hospital a few times to check in on you, but you were still out. I know, Jamie told me. How do you feel? Metal, still. Still <laughs> mostly metal. Great. Better than last time. Hopefully better than the next time. Isn't that right? 
Like I said, Steve, it's a new OSI. You're no longer obligated to work for us. There are no fail-safe spills into you and no collar around your neck. It's your life now, completely. Thanks. But I won't lie to you. I'd hope you'd come back to work with us. With me. I don't know. The benefits aren't all that hot. Do you know what kind of deductible I have on my hospitalization? <laughs> <laughs> they laugh. Then, <laughs> I hope you do come back one day, Steve. We'll see. Why would he? Like, he suddenly He's has... He's got the girl. He suddenly has superpowers and shit now. Yeah. What's his encouragement to come back and put his life in danger? He's a dude with superpowers. A free agent. Steve offers a smile. Then... Well, I'm gonna bolt. Wanna get out of the city for a while. See the country. Oscar walks Steve toward the door. Oh, that's me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you don't send me at least one postcard, we're quits, Austin. That much I promise you. I owe you that. I owe you that and more. You don't owe me anything except a promise that you'll give that girl of yours a breather every so often. Whoa! I've heard about you bionic types and your libidos. Hell! Now, Oscar, I do owe you. Steve offers Oscar an appreciative look. Thank you. Oscar smiles. They shake hands. Then Steve pulls Oscar into an embrace. He hugs his friend. All is forgiven. They separate. I'll be in touch. That's a weird reading. <laughs> yeah, I know. Steve they opens just the door. They just hugged. Steve opens the door and exits. Oscar watches him go, giving, uh, uh, giving is a view, giving us a view <laughs> of the door behind him, which reads Oscar Goldman, Director of Operations. Exterior, OSI headquarters. Day. Steve steps outside of the building. He looks around. Jamie's car pulls up. She leans over and opens the passenger side door. Hey, metal man. Interested in a lube job? <coughs> Steve climbs into the car. Interior, Jamie's car. Day. Steve closes his door. They kiss. Then... Let me look at you. She looks him over. Very nice. Very nice. Let me ask you something. Did they replace... everything? They replaced everything that was deficient. My point exactly. So did they replace everything? What the hell are you insinuating? Nothing, nothing. It's just that in a world where they can make you better, stronger, and faster. Well, <laughs> did they mention anything about longer? <laughs> no, but they did mention that you could do a few... Uh, no, but they did mention that they could do a few things for you. You know, a nip here and a tuck there. Pull some of that cottage cheese off there. Reduce some sandalbags. Saddlebags. Uh, sa oh, wow. Reduce those saddlebags. Saddlebags? Well, we're not talking anything big here. Just a couple of pounds. Exterior, OSI headquarters. Day. The car, containing Jamie Summers and Steve Austin, the bionic man, pulls into the bustling Washington traffic. 
couple of pounds? Men, you're such robots. Tell the robot you love him. God help me. Tell him. <sighs> I love the robot. Does not compute. Don't press your luck, Austin. And soon, the car is lost amongst all the others. Fade out. The oh, thank end. Christ. Oh boy. <laughs> thank you for being done. You know, um, it's kind of a short episode. Coming in under an hour now. Nice. So, overall thoughts on Kevin Smith's incredibly long at 173 pages, six million dollar man. Go. Ah, uh, oh. <laughs> uh, Kevin, you you know you could have done better. You could have done a lot better. I mean, could he uh, though? Could he? Well, he did Jersey Girl. That was a great. I don't care. I know he even he hates that movie, but it's a great movie. <laughs> Look at Dogma. Dude, dude, I'm sorry. But after our discussion about your broken brain and your I'm terrible taste in things, the one Kevin Smith movie that you bring out as evidence that he can be a great filmmaker is the one that everybody universally derides. Jersey Girl is the one that you bring out as evidence? Really? It's a great non-Kevin-y Kevin Smith film. I mean, oh, I didn't man. bring up Tusk. I didn't bring up any of the new ones. It Hell, even Red for, State. Well, Great wait, stuff. Ride Along. Was it Ride Along or Cop Out? Cop Out. Cop Out. Cop Out. That's the one he directed but did not write. Yeah. Cop Out was great. I mean, yeah, he can do well. Dogma has proven that. All right. Plug your YouTube Doesn't thing, please. This way. Say, say what? Plug your YouTube thing. Everybody needs to know to go to your YouTube thing. All right, well, go to uh, YouTube. Uh, we're Epiphany Craft Studio. Um, you can just go to epiphanycraft.com, and uh, you can check out my wife's uh, artwork and even buy some if you'd like. Excellent. Everybody, go do that. Artwork, YouTube, Patrick, his wife. Her name's Carrie. Yeah. Everybody have a grand old time. We'll see you next week here on Table Reads. <laughs> This podcast was created by Sean McBee. For more, visit TableReadsPodcast.com. Cut to black. black, black, black.